He's a good boy. Welcome to Creature Crunch, <laughs> the podcast where we take a creature, send it to your house for a good night, and horrors happen. My name is Matt. And I am the penis beast. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, um, so, I was telling you, Chris, uh-huh. uh, this week I watched, I watched Nimona. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a really good movie. Uh-huh. Everybody should watch it. I watched the, uh, the, the the available season of Skull Island on Netflix. It was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched most of season two of Pacific Rim, The Black, finally. Mm-hmm. And then I also watched a really, really strange one towards the end of the week. Uh-huh. A really weird movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about that one, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, because obviously what I'm going to do after suggesting a children's movie is a sex farce. <laughs> You know, obviously, obviously, that's the the logical conclusion. Oh lord, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I had a blast watching this okay. movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I had an ebb and flow of emotion uh-huh. in this. Like at first, it was just like, oh god, here we go, and then it's like, okay, this is hilarious, this is really fun, uh-huh. and then about halfway at the halfway point. I didn't realize it was the halfway point, but I was just like, okay, the movie's got to be wrapping up soon. And I checked the time and I was uh, like, oh God, oh God, we're not even, like, we're barely halfway. Fuck me. What's <laughs> happening? And I I dreaded that from uh-huh. that, like, there was a certain amount of dread that fell upon me that was like, oh God, I've got to sit through another half of this. <laughs> um, but then it, it did start to pick back up again. Uh-huh. And then by the end of it, I was just like... I don't know. I it was, it was definitely a what the hell did I just watch uh-huh. sort of thing. <laughs> uh-huh. It it it's a lot like a trauma movie in that it knows exactly what it is. Yeah, it it definitely reminded me and brought back very vivid memories of watching. Uh, um, oh God, what's the fucking movie called? Night of the Chicken Dead. Poultry Geist. Poultry Geist. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck me. It, it it definitely brought back memories of Poultry yeah. Geist. It's not as offensive as no, a trauma movie no, is no 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 but it's still it's it's got it pushes buttons it pushes buttons yeah not not i wouldn't say offensive no but oh lord though <laughs> yeah uh but yeah this is call girl of cthulhu um i have no information on who made this movie i think it was made by ghosts <laughs> Could you just not come up? Could you literally not find anything about it? Or uh, I you just looked didn't it up care? on I looked it up on uh, IMDb, and like pretty much everyone has one credit to their name, and it's this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm okay. pretty sure it was made by ghosts. <laughs> I mean that I... it apparently won some awards at a local film festival. Well, good for it, I guess. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, there were like. The production values, or at least the uh, the the practical effects in it, are were pretty impressive for for like a film where it's like these guys have a dollar and a dream. It looked really good. It didn't look terrible. Um, and there there was something else like the the writing. I definitely don't want to use the term clever because <laughs> that does not fit. Uh huh. Um, but there were a lot of very like intricately laced cutaways yes and like when one character would say a line and it would cut to a different scene that pertained to that line Uh in some way and like i noticed it right away when it first started happening but it just kept happening yeah yeah and it's like that in order to 
consistently do that without making it feel forced, mm-hmm. that does require a little bit of talent. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely got that. So... <laughs> no, I did not have a bad time watching this movie, and that's about the best you can say for a movie sometimes. <laughs> oh, no, though. Um, I was just looking up... Well, yeah, um, Melissa LaMartina, La the, the titular call girl, uh-huh. she was in House Shark. Oh, she was. Yes, evidently. Um, so that's because that's another movie that we're probably going to cover at some point. Great, out there Halloween mega tape. Sure, <laughs> that's another one that she was in. <laughs> I was just curious. Anyway, okay. <laughs> let's see what uh, let's see what this guy's done. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So, uh, this movie is currently available on Tubi, where I imagine it will live until the end of time. It, the only places that I, <laughs> I found that you can get it are Tubi and Amazon. Yep, that is literally it. Yeah, <laughs> like. Over our opening credits, we have a kind of decent post-punk song called New Cults. Uh, the subtitles on Tubi were very confused about what the people were singing, <laughs> which was kind of funny. And after the credits, we open on uh, a cult chanting to Cthulhu with flashes of a tentacled beastie. And the cultists, I think, have kind of a neat look in this movie. The, um, are you, the basic cultists. Okay, yeah, the, the guys in the, robes. The ones that look like they have masks that are, like, meant to emulate. Yeah, Cthulhu yeah, where they, kind they of a... have, like, cloth masks, but the ends are all torn, cut, and ragged, so it looks like tentacles. Yeah. Like, that's are... kind of a neat choice for cultists. That is a cool idea. Uh, our main character, Carter, is in an asylum and is being investigated about what happened at the church. Was it revealed that it was an asylum right away, or was oh, that, he's like... In a, he's in a padded cell so it's kind okay, of okay i i didn't okay that's fair i wasn't 100 percent sure yeah but. yeah uh the investigating detective says that she's read carter's book uh which is quite obviously the necronomicon she tells him that 43 people died at the church maybe but it's kind of hard to tell sometimes because there's a lot of different body parts and not all of them match uh and there's apparently a new std going around the city and i don't know why that's any of carter's concern but well as we'll find out it really is <laughs> yeah well, I, I I got the distinct impression that like she was suggesting he was the one, he, or that he had it yeah, at that yeah. point, but or it was spreading it. Yeah. Uh, Carter says that he wanted to tell the police about what happened earlier, but he was convinced that no one would believe him, so he didn't. Uh, and then he starts his story saying that at the time, he was in a very bad place mentally, uh, and then it immediately cuts to him watching porn and crying. <laughs> okay, so I want to say one note about this scene. Uh-huh. Um... And I, I, I think this was what they were going with, and if it is, then it was a brilliant decision. Uh-huh. Uh, you, we see him, like, it shows the porn, and we see him from behind, and uh-huh. he grabs a tissue, and your first right. thought is immediately, oh, he's, I know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. But then it shows in the front, and he's he's using the tissue to wipe his tears. Right, yeah. Not to do what you no, think it's... he's doing, and that was a very funny gag. It was a good gag, yeah. That was a really good gag. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, the porn star's name is Missy Catonics. Of course it is. Because everything in this has to reference something from the fucker Lovecraft's collection. Let's see. Stephanie Anders is the girl who plays her. Let's see what she's been in. Scienceless fiction. Indie di- Sheriff Tom versus the zombies. Okay. Indie director and call girl of Cthulhu. <laughs> okay. 
I was just curious. Um, one year after Barry's. Oh, wait, what? Mary Horrors Rampage. The fuck are you talk about? Oh god, that movie looks. Wow. All right. Anyway, sorry. Matt's <laughs> <laughs> going down a rabbit hole. Uh, I'm gonna do that through these because finding out what some of these like D-list actors, uh-huh. <laughs> what they've done in addition to these weird movies, is very very fun, and you can usually find some incredible gems this way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the uh, porn that Carter is watching is like a combination of a how to do a sex video and like humiliation porn. Uh-huh. Uh, and while he's being berated by the girl on screen, he looks wistfully at a Deep One branded uh, condom. Yeah, Deep Ones. Oh, God, it, it said there was something else part of that. But but yeah, the deep it was a Deep Ones uh-huh. branded com- condom for sure. Uh, we find out that Carter is an illustrator for the Arkham Post. Um, and he looks out his window and sees the titular call girl arrive. There she is. Yep. Uh, Carter's roommate, Erica, needs him to go out and buy condoms because she is fucking her boyfriend, uh, Rick Pickman. Rick the Dick. Yep. Also named after, uh, a Lovecraft story. Oh, of course. Let's see. Rick, what did Alex Mendez? And he's got a... (laughs) Very rockabilly look, <laughs> and this is his only. Uh, yeah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these people have done this, and I'm. This was made by ghosts. <laughs> spooky, spooky ghosts. Like a lot of these other um, actors, I mean, they don't have a huge pedigree, but mm-hmm. there's some interesting stuff here. But no, Rick, <laughs> Alex Mendez here has just done this. But um, okay, eighty nine Gator Mine. Sorry, that's so that's um, <laughs> that's Erica's actress, uh, uh, Nicolette Lafay. Um, she's actually been in a fair few. Well, that's good. Pigpen. She was one of the better actors in this. I would I would say so. Uh, I mean, she hasn't been in a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chainsaw Sally Show season two. Nice. And season one. Okay, good. <laughs> she's a returning character. Yep. Dawn of the Friend. <laughs> Zombie cadre member. Okay. May um, I continue? <laughs> hold on. Her first credited role is in a movie called Silver Scream, and her she played three different roles in it: Lagoon Girl Number One, Babysitter, and Clitorice. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh. Where the fuck was it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna derail you. Yeah, a lot. you are. This is gonna take forever. <laughs> this is a movie that doesn't make 90 minutes, and the episode's gonna be longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. God, it was only 90 minutes. <laughs> it was. It wasn't 90 minutes. It was like 84. <laughs> okay. So on the way out of the apartment complex, uh, he sees the call girl and who she is hooking up with tonight. Who is. Another uh, apartment dweller by the name of Walter. At a nearby motel, another prostitute arrives with a selection of toys to meet with a cult leader. Because that's what you do. Uh, The cult leader, whose name is Sebastian, examines a drawing to see if it matches the prostitute's ass. (laughs) It doesn't, so he calls in uh, some other cult members who kill her with a dildo and a rotating fan. 
you're glazing over something else about these two boys. <laughs> yeah, well, one of them has, like, tentacles sticking out the side of their head. They're wearing gimp masks and sucking on pacifiers. <laughs> they've got... They've got looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they they just shove a dildo down her throat. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, they take just, like, an oscillating fan and yeah. pop off the cover and grind her face. <laughs> Which does That's... imply that this fan has had its safeties disabled. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, amongst other things, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a. It, this is the scene where it's like if you don't know what movie this oh, is, yeah, this yeah. is the scene that shows you what this movie is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, after killing the prostitute, uh, the cult leaves, and a one-eyed housekeeper watches them and radios the rest of her posse. Uh, we will later find out that this is Professor Edna. And the only member of her posse whose name I can figure out is Squid, who rides a motorcycle. Well, that's because the other two of her posse, I don't think, get names. No, no, they don't. And They are the professor's lesbians. Yes, pretty much. Um, also, I'm looking... Th- yes? As far as I can tell, those gimp mask people are not credited. <laughs> oh, good, they just found those. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 here we go, here we go. Hold on, hold on, let's see here. Gore whore number one, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. What happened to number two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gohar number nine also was a Cthulhu cultist. I imagine there was a lot of overlap there. Cocktail waitresses. Oh, come on. There has to be. I want to know more about these gimp men. I don't know. Billy Georgia? George Birch? Is that? Oh, that must have been. Hmm. Cherry Pie. Kid on TV. Stripper. Sleeveless Joe, DJ Silent Tiger. <laughs> um. Oh my God! There's a lot of different cult. Like, oh, I mean, I guess there are a lot of cultists. There were. There's a lot of people. Oh, there's Gorehor number two. Rest of cast listed alphabetically. Why is she down there? <laughs> that is so weird. Because they've got this whole section where it's the cast in credits order. And then at the very end, it's like, rest of cast listed alphabetically. And it's Gorehor number two, played by Greg Bowen. And Cthulhu Cultist, played by Adam Chase. That That's it. I, okay. Anyway, that's bizarre. Anyway, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> derailment over for, time, for the time being. Okay. Um, back at Carter's uh, Complex... The call girl and her John finish up. Um, we find out that her name is Riley, which sounds like Relay. So that's a joke. There it is. I guess. That's, that's reference. The, something. That's it is something. Yep. Uh, we also find out that her John Walter has given up everything for to be with Riley, and he's in love with her. Um, this will boomerang later in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the hotel uh the professor finds the necronomicon in the cult's room and steals it riley calls her escort for a ride because she has been abandoned it's cutting back and forth real quick between it, these. it well yeah yeah it does yep uh back at the hotel the cult decapitates the professor's lesbians before she is picked up by squid on a bike yeah because she she went in and stole the necronomicon right and they ambush her, and then, and yeah, just... Decapitate her lesbians, which is rude. Very rude. 
like those lesbians were having a good time. They were. <laughs> they were living their lives. Yep. And now they're not. <laughs> yep. Um, Although I am a little surprised now that I think about it that they didn't have a quick cutaway of the two heads, like prosthetic heads, yeah. on the ground still kissing. Yeah. Or at least lip locked. Because yeah. that was the whole joke between the two is that they would not stop kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could have I could have seen that. Anyway. Maybe they didn't have enough money for another <laughs> pro- pair of prosthetic heads. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Especially for these two unnamed women. <laughs> right. So, yeah, while walking back to the apartment, uh, Carter... Runs into Riley while waiting for her ride, causing her to spill her purse. Carter tries to help her pick all of her stuff up, but she resists. Yeah, despite her saying, no, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> he forces himself into the situation anyway. Yep. But he does pick up a card for her service. Mm-hmm. And the It's next... not creepy at all. No, not at all. And the next day, uh, Carter calls Riley. Yeah. Calls for Riley. Oh. In what's kind of a funny scene, uh, Riley tries to get the money up front, of course, mm-hmm. and she holds out her hand for it, and Carter just kind of squeezes her hand. <laughs> yeah, no, I did, I didn't. <laughs> there, there's a few very subtle jokes in this uh-huh. movie like that, that that are really good. Yeah, she like she holds out his hand. She's like, first things first. She holds out his hand. And he's just like, oh, I'm gonna take it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is we're we're sexing. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it. Are we gonna have a babies? <laughs> And and the way that she reacts, like, I have to give her credit. She's a decent actress for what uh-huh. she's given because she's just kind of like, she immediately has this look on her face of like, oh, how adorable. No, I need the money. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Carter is obviously in way over his head and Riley is having the time of her life teasing him. Yeah. Uh, and then... While Riley just kind of wants to get down to business, Carter asks if instead he can paint her. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. Uh, Meanwhile, um, Riley's escort service delivers a car full of girls to the Colts HQ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, While Carter paints Riley, we see that she has the matching birthmark from the Necronomicon, and she asks him not to paint it. Carter's roommate starts playing uh, droning electronic music. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. And Riley wants her to stop. Uh, I so, cannot blame her. <laughs> yeah, so Carter goes to talk to her. Um, and she threatens Riley <laughs> if, if uh, Riley breaks Carter's heart, uh, Erica's going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, so the, Erica has a has more of an affection for, towards Carter than the first scene originally uh implied erica ended up being much more of a character than i thought she was going to be uh, yeah i thought she was just going to be the annoying roommate who's constantly banging her boyfriend right, yeah in front and of not the... actually be in the movie yeah like... yeah but no she's she's got a pretty big part yeah yeah um back at the cult's church uh champagne is currently being served uh i think this was the first maybe not the first but it is it was one of the more noticeable um, little cutaways where someone's like, I'm going to, you know, like they, uh, oh, I think, I think Erica says something to the, the effect of like betting that, that Carter will pop his top before oh, yeah, anything pop, happens. Yeah, yeah. And then it immediately pops cuts to a champagne. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's so, it's very on the nose and it, and it is very obvious, mm-hmm. but like I said, they happen a lot and they're not forced. No, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's just kind weird. of a cute little joke. It's weird. <laughs> it's wild how they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one cult, the, the, uh, like, 
elite cult member with the tentacles is just kind of rubbing a balloon <laughs> while yeah, looking he, at the girls. It's, 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 it's unsettling. I mean, whatever. Uh, the cult leader asks the girls to strip so he can see if they have the birthmark on their ass, and they don't. Mm-hmm. So And they look suitably very uncomfortable to all of this. Yeah, yeah, especially once uh, Sebastian says that uh, they can let the children fuck them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks suitably horrified, but um, knowing what we know, we can assume that they're probably talking about some sort of Spawn of Cthulhu or other horrible abomination. Yeah, not actual kids. Yes, but, yes. But the... Uh... The people don't know that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and they are appropriately horrified. Yes, they are. <laughs> Oops, the champagne was spiked, and uh, the girls pass out and start foaming at the mouth. Puking up white and maybe green foam. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it killed them, but it didn't. It's weird. It did not, no. Um, Cultists start flooding into the room. Uh, The pimp shoots a few of them, but when the cult leader tells him what he's looking for, he folds like a card table. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Well, I think he runs out of ammo real quick. Yeah. If, if memory It's a three-shot shotgun. It's <laughs> a <laughs> three, three bullets in the chamber. Yeah. Back at the apartment, Carter is finishing up his painting of Relay, or at least the initial, like, sketch of it, uh, when the professor calls Carter after getting his number from the Arkham Post. Uh, she says she wants to hire him for an illustration and tells him where to meet her. So we cut to a strip club, which is where... They want to meet. Yeah, which Carter is very uncomfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Also, side note, like, like it's it's obvious that the actor who plays Carter has no artistic talent because they they had um, in the credits it's very prominently right. displayed that his art is is created by this uh, this other lady. I don't remember her name offhand, but mm-hmm. um, how funny would it have been if they were just like. No, your character is an artist, and he's like, I can't, I can't art. No, that's fine. Just do your best. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> like, like, just, I don't know. I just think, I think that's. Then again, I think bad art is hilarious, but no, that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but instead, like, it's an actual really good painting. No, so. Like all of the the art that is supposed to be Carter's art is really good. Mm-hmm. It's suitably creepy and for like the setting and weird, and mm-hmm. it's it's very good. Yeah. Um, back at the strip club, uh, the professor is watching the girls, looking to see if any of them have the appropriate birthmark. Although now we know who has the birthmark, so this is pointless. Pointless for us, but yeah. very pointful for her. I guess. <laughs> uh, and she tells Carter that she thinks he can save the world, which Carter uh, is a little freaked out by because this whole situation is weird. Yeah, I also think it's worth mentioning that the professor, uh, this older lady, has a wild just eye patch yeah yeah for no reason like she looks super just grizzled she does yeah (laughs) it's just what uh but yeah professor edna says that she wants carter to make a copy of the necronomicon but they have her and squib or squid have altered the text in it so all the incantations are wrong right so they're not gonna work so they're not gonna but but they, they want the illustrations to be um, identical as accurate as possible yeah that way the cultists won't notice they want to do a switcheroo yep. which is not a bad plan no that's a pretty good plan and it does kind of go back to um, the Lovecraft stuff especially in the Call of Cthulhu RPG where there is a fake Necronomicon running around <laughs> and it's the, it's the more one that your characters are likely to get because it's been published multiple times <laughs> okay. and it doesn't drive your characters nearly as insane to read <laughs> 
that's good. Yeah. I mean, it still does. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it still it's, does. <laughs> it's still not so freaks out, but. Yeah, yeah. But not as much as the real Necronomicon. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and they, they, they tell him, like, like, he has, oh, God, I don't remember how they present it, but they're like, the end of the world is going to come in a week if we don't get this done. Right, he's yeah, like, I the, can't. the eclipse. Yeah, and he's like, I can't get this done in a week. And she's like, no, you're not. You're, you're going to get, get it done, done in a day. day. <laughs> we need it done by tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> um, They must be, like, paying him very well, That's the though. feeling I got, because he does take the job. He takes the job and then works tirelessly on it. Well, it's described that he works obsessively on it. Like, yeah. I'm, like as soon as he cracks the Necronomicon, he's fucked. So... I imagine that's part of it. And Maybe. also, like, the entire time he's working on it, he's fantasizing about Riley. Right. Yeah, they really probably should have played more into they... Carter going into madness. Yeah, yeah. Even even as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't really, so... Because I didn't even... That, that didn't occur to me. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the implication, is that he's become obsessed, obsessed with, with it. With the work and with Riley, and that's what makes him do it as fast. Okay. That's fair. Uh, oh yeah, because he does say that he he she became his muse yes. while he was working. Yeah, and he couldn't stop thinking about her. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Uh, later, Carter and Riley go on a real date instead of just a hookup. Yeah. Uh, and they go to a like Chinese restaurant, and the waiter is Walter uh, Riley's previous John. Wah, yep, wah. yep. Oops. Throughout the entire meal, uh, Riley continues to tease Carter, and. She's, it's it's funny, I think. I, I like it. It's, it, like, like I said, the um, uh, the actress who plays Riley, uh, Melissa LaMartina, is very charismatic. Mm-hmm, she is. And she she's actually really adorable in all mm-hmm. these scenes. Like, I, I genuinely like her. And uh, despite Carter, the, the actor who plays Carter, um, Mr. David Philip Carollo, uh, he... Uh, <laughs> Despite him not really having many act, much acting chops, uh-huh. the two of them actually have a fair amount of chemistry. They do, yeah. Um, and you believe them as a like budding couple. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's cute. Yeah. And um, although I think that Riley probably should work on her client privilege, or her her client client confidentiality a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, probably. Eh, and she didn't sign HIPAA. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um. Carter asks Riley what it's like being a call girl and Riley is like really upfront with it that, you know, she's good at it. She's good at making men feel wanted and she thinks most of her clients are hilarious. Yeah. She, she goes, there's this really well done montage of some of their weirder fetishes. There's the foot fetish guy. There's the feeder guy. There's the medical fetishist and the scatologist. Mm hmm. And the only one she's kind of uncomfortable with is the scatologist. For the most part. I mean, you, you can see, you can definitely tell that in a few of them, I, I would say the foot guy is probably a little bit, starts yeah. getting under her skin. But, um, but yeah, she, she does find more amusement in it than she does in yeah, else. Yeah, it, so. It's surprisingly sex positive and like pro it sex is, worker. <laughs> which is good. Which yeah. is fantastic. That is a message I, I can get behind. I was not expecting that from this movie, honestly. Right, right. <laughs> No, and the the movie definitely gets props for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the cult's church, uh, the girls are delivered to the children in the basement who are people with bad prosthetics. <laughs> they all have, like, horns, I think. Yeah, and they, like and paper mache horns. Paper mache horns, and they're kind of pasty. 
and that's they look like zombies. They look yeah, with, yeah. and they have the colored contacts lenses yeah. and. I mean, the, you can tell, like, the, the budget started to run out on that. They spent the, the prosthetics oh, yeah. budget elsewhere, and we'll see that later. Yeah, yeah. They, but, they spent the money where it counts. Yeah. Um, but they knew that, too. So mm-hmm. all, you don't ever get a really good look at any of these guys. No. It's, they're pretty quick cuts and, and usually shot in shadows. Yeah, so. yeah. Again, like, you can tell there's legitimate talent behind this movie to mm-hmm. a degree <laughs> like the, the there there is yeah there's a the director su- knew what he was doing <laughs> there's a surprising amount of heart in this movie uh-huh. <laughs> which is insane considering the subject matter and the title and everything right <laughs> uh carter and riley play the in bed game with their fortunes in the fortune cookies and again it's a really cute scene it's very funny because like um riley's is like oh you're gonna get lucky in bed and carter's is god it's like exciting no it's not even that it's you are it's like telling him like he's just a very good person or yeah you, like oh that. yeah that yeah you're you're a very good person or, or you're a nice person or something yeah everyone around you recognizes what a good person you are and he just finishes like in bed <laughs> well yeah because he his when she tells him about the game, he's just like, well, mine are always really dumb and don't really work with uh-huh. that. And he opens up the for- first fortune, and sure enough, that's exactly what it is. Right. But then she pushes it. She's like, in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, I really dig yeah. Riley. Like, she's an yeah. awesome character. Uh, Riley's pimp wakes up in the basement being yelled at over a loudspeaker as they're, as the uh, Sebastian is trying to find Riley. And uh, after saying that, you know, Riley's number is in his phone, which was a stupid thing to say. Uh, he is murdered by um, the girls he brought to the church who are now mutated. So they did not die. They just turned into other... Now they're the children. They are They are the children's. Uh, back at the apartment, we find out that Erica's uh, usual hookup, uh, Rick, has an STD, and also that he works with Riley at the club. We'll later find out that he's, like, the MC of the club. He's not an actual performer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this dude just looks like such a rockabilly dork. Yeah. And he sounds like it. And he he's kind of perfect. He pushes it pretty good. I want to encapsulate this man. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm a little surprised that he has not done anything else. Right, yeah. So, because he's definitely got, like at least the acting chops to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just him. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> He's probably busy going to Reverend Horton Heat concerts. Uh, the professor and Squid uh, discuss how to stop Cthulhu summoning. Um, Squid wants to destroy the Necronomicon because, hey, they can't summon anything if they don't have the book. Uh, and the professor wants to find Raleigh, or Riley and uh, stop her. Yeah. Which we... Probably means that she wants to murder her. Yeah. Is yeah, the because, implication. Well, because uh, the professor tells Carter that they, they can't destroy the Necronomicon. It's right. It's impossible to destroy it. Right. Uh, Riley and Carter go back to Carter's apartment and start making out. Um, but before they can actually have sex, Carter mentions that he's been saving himself for someone like Riley. Oops. Riley immediately pulls the brakes. Like, Good so, call. Yeah. She, and she stops it gently. Like Yeah, she doesn't... Again, she's a very charismatic yeah, yeah. character and actress. But before she can like discuss anything that happened, she gets a call that she needs to pick up a shift at the strip club. Yep. Because so she has to leave. She works there too, and this is news to Carter. <laughs> yep. Uh, it turns out that the call actually came from Sebastian, the cult leader, 
and he's luring her into a trap. Because now he knows. Now he knows. Uh, while Riley is off doing this, Carter continues his uh, duplication of the Necronomicon, but is distracted by thoughts of Riley and blames himself for her breaking it off. So he decides to let off some steam by watching Missy. And just before uh, he can start his grand works, uh, her breasts turn into hissing monstrosities. And this is definite shades from Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is, Poltergeist, yeah. Yeah, this was very much... It, it's, <laughs> it's a scene. It is, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, right, or, uh, excuse me, Missy begins crawling out of Carter's monitor, and just before he is about to get titty eight, uh, <laughs> whoops, it's just a dream, and he is woken up by Professor Edna. You tell him. Uh, Squid notices Carter's painting of Riley, uh, and that Carter had added the birthmark, even though Riley had specifically asked him not to. So, good going, Carter. <laughs> yeah, way to go, bud. Um, For so, him, yeah, like there, there's as charismatic as, and charming as we, as I ended up finding Carter, uh-huh. which I did not expect no. at all. Um, definitely kind of coming through it this way really makes me like draw back on that. Like, no, no, I don't, he's, he's, he, he's, he's a, being a typical guy and not taking is, no for an answer. But it's less, I, I think very much think it's less like he's being a dude and more he's just being extremely naive. I think so too, but it's. That's not necessarily an excuse. No. So, <laughs> no. but it's like, dude, just come on, man. Honor the girl's wishes. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Carter tells them that Riley is picking up a shift at the strip club. And before they leave, the professor rips out a page from the Necronomicon and writes down an incantation, telling Carter that he will need to read it to close the gate. So this scene, like we don't see what she writes down on the no. paper. She just shows it to Not him totally and he's, yeah. and he looks at it and he reads it and he's like, what? And she's like, memorize it. And mm-hmm. well, later on we learn that it's an incantation and it's written in the, the that right. cultist alien language and he can just read it. Yeah. <laughs> he can, he can just read it. <laughs> it's like probably because at this point the Necronomicon has gotten so far in his brain that maybe, he just can't guess maybe <laughs> Back at the strip club, Riley goes on stage, but the club is seemingly completely empty except for Sebastian. Which is super creepy. Which is super creepy, yeah. Uh, Pikmin is the MC at the club, and the cultists blowjob him to death backstage. <laughs> that's what happens. Not 100%. We, not, but... No, but that's what we believe happens. Yeah, like, it's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and suddenly the club is filled with cultists. Uh, and as they approach Riley, preparing to grab her, uh, the professor snakes her from behind. Uh, Squid is taken out, and Riley flees. The cult corners her in the back of the club and captures her. Carter is worried about Riley, calls her phone, but just gets her voicemail. Uh, the cult has... And perf- it's again one of those, like, I'm, her voicemail is like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm tied up at the moment. It oh, cuts right, to right. her being, being hauled away, up. all yeah. tied up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of, it's funny. It, there's so many of those. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> uh, the cult has the professor and both the original Necronomicon and the duplicate, uh, but she won't crack and tell them which is which, and they can't tell the difference. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, neither could she. No. <laughs> so. Uh, the cult leader cuts out Professor Edna's tongue, 
tongue, which is not a good way to get someone to tell you something. I was wondering about that. He's like, tell me wh- tell me which one is which. She's like, I'm not going to. And, and he's like, all right, I'll cut your tongue off. And it's like, dude, that's not going to, I mean, I guess you could still point. Yeah. Maybe, but it, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so the cult gets to work preparing for their ritual. They draw a big chalk door on uh, the wall, which I believe means they are summoning Beetlejuice. Maybe. The cult leader begins to chant, and the chalk door begins to crack open, and a tentacle pokes through, uh, searching for Riley. Oh, no. I've seen this. (laughs) Uh, It turns out that neither Squid nor Pikmin are dead. Oh, for better and for worse. Yeah, Squid is basically fine. She was just knocked out. Uh, Pikmin is in trouble. <laughs> Pikmin is... Pikmin's had better times. Yeah, he, he calls Erica in a panic, and it turns out that his penis is all infected and alive. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's like, hey, you know, something happened to me. I, uh-huh. I got something. And she's just like, oh, my God, again, more yeah. like, yeah. fuck you. Uh, but it, this turns out to be more than just your garden variety STD, as the uh, as his penis grows a face and begins screaming at him. <laughs> uh huh. That's sure what happens. Yep. Uh, the next morning, Carter calls Riley again and does get a hold of her. Uh, she's in bed and covered with tentacle hickeys and cuts <laughs> and like little sigils. Yeah. So not in a good way. No. And and it's it's a real scene too. Like yeah, it's a pretty visceral. Like when she starts noticing, like cause she thinks at first that she had a bad dream, and then she starts seeing all yeah, of this. Yeah, and she she goes from zero to sixty and instantly like yeah yeah panicking, and then she hangs up on Carter and jumps in the shower, and uh, they use a lot of their blood budget. Yeah, they do. They just they just pour it down the drain. But mm-hmm. again, it's a very powerful scene yeah. for this stupid movie. Yeah. Uh, back at the cult, um, Sebastian says that Riley is changing, but it will take a few days for her to reach full mutation. Oh, Lord, if I knew what that meant at the time. I know, right? Because, <laughs> again, at this point, or, or again, um, at this point, you, you're definitely under the impression that Riley is a capital M main character right. and is going to probably get saved. Like, you're like, Carter and Riley are clearly going to end up together at yeah, the end yeah. of the movie. Um, spoilers, that's not what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we get a scene here where Riley stumbles into Walter's apartment for a hookup, uh, but it's apparent that she's not doing too good, and she says she feels really sick. And he's just like, whatever. I, I don't care, I'll I'll get sick for you. Ugh. Which is, he's, he's gross. Yes. He's super gross. Super, super gross. Uh, and Riley opens her legs, and a bunch of tentacles pop out. <laughs> and... Seemingly eat Walter's face. Yep. They, they get him. They get him. <laughs> and now we get a montage of Riley going to visit with the other Johns that we've seen her hook up with. With the weird fetishes. Yep. So at the foot fetishist's house, uh, she removes her shoes, showing that she has big scaly reptilian feet that she uses to like slice his throat open. Uh, at the feeder's house, while he's talking about, you know... I could just eat you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She tears out his guts and eats them. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the scatologist's place, uh, she pees acid on his face. <laughs> In kind of an actually good effects scene, yeah. like when the, yeah. the head is melting. <laughs> I hate it, yeah. <laughs> I hate it, it's good. 
and back at the uh, medical fetishist place, uh, she doesn't fuck around, just sprouts more tentacles and eats them. Yep. That's that's all. Yep. This is what this is what's happening. Yep. Uh, at Carter's place, Erica wakes him up with her big loud music. Uh, what she thanks her for because he was having just a terrible dream about Riley. We don't know if that's like he's seeing what's happening to her or if he's just imagining or or what. Who knows at this point. Yeah, interspliced is more cuts of Riley mutating and killing people. She's just going ham on people. Uh, Squid gears up to go take on the cult and rescue Professor Edna. And then we get the scene where Riley Blake breaks it off with Carter, seemingly to avoid hurting him like she's murdered. Yeah, like else she's physically up hurting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carter doesn't take it that way and is like, oh no, I fucked up. I fucked up my first relationship. I'm so bad at everything. Uh, it turns out that Riley is also pregnant with something. <laughs> Again, it's like, he's like, are you positive? And she's like, yeah, I'm positive. And she and looks, looks down, down and, and the yeah. positive reading on a pregnancy test. Yep. Uh, so Walter apparently didn't die, but he is also mutating into something terrible and he has eaten his bird. (laughs) (laughs) Poor little budgie. Squid arrives at the church and sees all of the mutated girls back at her apartment. Riley is preparing to walk off a ledge and kill herself. Uh, when Sebastian interrupts her, um, we see that Riley now has a second mouth growing on her cheek. Don't like that. Nope. Good good makeup. Good makeup. Good makeup. Good makeup, yeah. Uh, but Sebastian tells her that like he knows what's happening to her and he can help guide her through it and everything's going to be A-OK. So uh, she takes his hand and join, officially joins the cult. Yay. Squid steals both Necronomicons but is found out by the cult members who proceed to chase her. Uh, Carter and Erica begin discussing their uh, associated relationships with uh, Pikmin and Riley. And uh, Erica gives Carter a copy of her music, an untitled album that she's made. Yep. And this is and this is where you definitely you get like, oh, now I see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to hook up. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, Erica says that she wrote a song for him. And it's on the album somewhere, but she's not going to tell him which track it is. I thought that was going to come back in a big way later on. It kind of does. It's implied that the song they play at the end is is the one that... Okay. Yeah. And they start to hook up, but uh, the painting of Riley is right there judging them. <laughs> <laughs> With her naked ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carter has an idea, and... Calls the professor, you know, doesn't get an answer. Uh, but he grabs the incantation page and is now worried for Riley and just maybe the world. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but before he can even get out of the apartment complex, he slips on some ooze coming from Walter's doorway. <laughs> and Walter calls him into the apartment. Uh, Walter begins to warn him about Riley, saying, like, stating all the various things that he gave up for her. And just being a general creepo. Yeah, he had mentioned it earlier in the movie, too, when he was talking to Riley. Uh-huh. He's just like, I left my wife for you. And Gave it's up just my like, house and my job. and Dude, fucking dude. Yeah. And now he's just kind of a gross heap. blob monster. <laughs> he's with just a heap. Pussing eyeballs and all sorts of fun stuff. He's gross. Yeah. 
uh, back at the apartment, uh, Pikmin begins stalking Erica, now controlled by his penis beast. Huh? Yeah, that's like a, most men. That's, that's a thing you just said. <laughs> yeah, like most men. <laughs> yeah. And then Erica attacks it with a cleaver. Good. Good. <laughs> so long, penis beast. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Uh, Squid arrives at the apartment, seemingly unfazed by the dead Pikmin and the still-squirming penis beast. Uh, and she wants Carter to determine which book is real and which is the copy so that she can yeah, give them back the like, copy. Yeah, she's like, I don't know which is which. Yeah. Tell me which this is This plan which. has totally backfired on these people. <laughs> right. Uh, the two head mutated cultists arrive and... Squid takes them on, but it doesn't go very well for her, and she is immediately KO'd. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, though, like, there's an easy way they could figure out which is the real one or just the fake. In fact, the professor already did it. Yeah. You just rip a page out of the fake one. Or yeah. you attempt to rip a page out, and if it doesn't rip, you know it's the real exactly, one. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Idiots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the cultists spews goo all over Erica's face after spitting out its uh, pacifier. The movie, the movie gets very goopy. It does, yeah. It gets so. Goopy. It ramps up the goop now, and it don't let off. No, it does not. <laughs> uh, Carter trips and falls on Erica's keyboard, which creates some droning, horrible sounds and blows up the cultist like he was a Mars Attacks Martian. <laughs> and yeah, this was they, a Tom Jones song. They cannot they cannot uh, abide the, uh, <laughs> the this sound. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the cult has taken the books and Erica. And we finally, like, up th I've been calling uh, the character Squid to this point. She's not really named until this point. No, she, she's Is named she? in the first scene. Is yeah. she? I did not catch that. Yep. Yeah, she, okay. is, she the The professor drops her name... Right as she's introduced, yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I noticed that you kept referring to her as the biker. Yeah, because the... she's riding a bike the first right. time you see her. No, no. I... She's like wearing leathers and stuff. No, she's she's named Squid and okay. throughout the whole thing, so. Yeah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Squid and Carter uh, charge off to the church to go save everyone, I guess. The everyone. world. Yeah. Uh, Carter is walking around in the basement, uh, after the girls have been released to kill them, and he begins, like, trying to read the incantation, and he ends up finding a pretty high-tech AV setup down there, mm -hmm. which is surprising. Right? He hears someone moaning and tracks it to another room, where the professor is huddled in a corner. She's not doing good. She's not doing good, no. Uh, he tries to get her attention, but instead gets clobbered by the remaining high cultist, uh, who kills the professor for good measure, because why not? Yep. He has a baseball bat full of nails. Yep. I don't know how he didn't kill Carter when he hit him with it. No, he must have hit him with, like, a, the blunt side of the nails or something. I guess. <laughs> blunt side of the nails. That's a good album name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carter fights off the high cultist, and it turns out that they are... Basically, just goop sacks in human form, filled with so much fluid. Yeah, so just much, a lot so of much fluid goop and stuff. It's so gross. It really is. Yeah. Uh, but after killing the second elite cultist, he is surrounded by just the the regular dudes, the and regular, apparently that's too much. The regular cultists. Yep. Yep. Squid begins fighting the mutated girls. Um, and this is Squid's like one badass scene because every other scene she just gets taken out immediately. Uh huh. Which is kind of sad. <laughs> Carter wakes up in a cage with Erica and laments that he is going to die a virgin 
And Erica's like, well, I guess we were going to do this anyway when we interrupted, so why not? Yeah. And they begin making out. And they, yep, they get it on. They fuck. While Squid, Squid is very busy fighting the girls. <laughs> uh, and then we see that Riley has mutated into something. Oh, a quivering man. heap of some kind. Yeah, like, it called to me memories of uh, Pizza the Hut from... Kind um... of. You know what, it, what What this form of Riley reminded me of? Have you ever seen the movie Weird Science? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, the... the brother is trans- transmorphed into a horrible monster uh-huh. and he looks a lot like this just without the tentacles <laughs> okay he's kind of a quivering heap yeah either yeah. that or like it kind of, like it kind of has the head of a goomba from the mario brothers movie <laughs> oh no not, 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 not the new one though yeah the I know. One. <laughs> obviously yeah <laughs> um well i mean <laughs> oh well anyway it begins to give birth from an orifice. In one of the or Oh, God. Some sort of hole. It's, it's awful. It's so awful. Yeah, everything is bad. Everything is just so bad right now. Uh, Squid stands on top of a mountain of dead mutated call girls. <laughs> Before freeing Carter and Erica. Uh, Carter still has Erica's CD in his pocket, so he begins to get a plan of what to do about this whole situation. Uh, the cultists begin... To summon Cthulhu through the doorway. And Squid goes to close the portal and tells Erica to kill that baby. Kill the baby. And Erica is not super thrilled about that. Yeah, because she's just been told to kill a baby. Yep. Uh, Squid goes to kill Sebastian, but is paralyzed by whatever she sees beyond the gate. And he kills her instead. So, yeah. We had one Fuck. badass moment from Squid there. Yep, and now and now she, this time she's she is dead. She's she's, she's gone. It's hard to come back from that one. She got impaled through, <laughs> through the, the head through, into like her neck area. Yeah, through the through the face place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Erica kind of goes ham, killing cultists, and the ba- someone drops the baby. Uh, and Sebastian is embraced by Cthulhu and yoinked into Cthulhu's dimension. We can assume relay or something. It's something. Yep. yep. I Big mean, white light. Yeah. He's happy about it. Yep. He got what he wanted. Uh, Carter pops the CD in and is preparing to just murder every cultist in the building when nothing happens. Yeah, he starts, like, frantically trying to figure out what's going on, checking all the cables and everything. Yep. And it's on mute. That was really funny. <laughs> it was a funny joke, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> so he pops the mute button and the music begins to play and makes the cultists explode. Uh, the Riley Beast is just kind of hurt by this, not dead. Um, and Erica murders that baby. She just stabs it. She, she, well, she, <laughs> she does a number on it. Like there's not oh, much yeah, left of that. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> yeah. She stabs it and then stomps on it. And yeah. Just, yeah. When I guess when she realized that it's not an actual human baby, she's like, Oh, never mind. I'm all about this. Yeah. Yeah. It looks a little bit like the baby from Eraserhead, head, but pudgier. <laughs> uh, the Riley beast grabs Carter and is like, Hey, Carter, you still want to get with me? I'm super sexy. <laughs> and Carter is suitably freaked out by this. Um, but Carter stabs Riley as Carter begins reciting the incantation to close the gate. And the world is saved. Yay. Yay. Carter and Erica kiss. They're the only survivors of this whole fucking mess. But whoops, Riley isn't quite dead yet. And stabs Erica right through the face. D- through the back of the head into the face. Yeah, yeah. By Erica. <laughs> uh, 
the next track of the album starts, which we can assume is Erica's song for Carter because it makes thematic sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, which causes Riley to explode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go back to the asylum from the start of the movie where the detective doesn't believe Carter. Uh, Carter begins to have a little bit of a freak out. Yeah, she's just like, thanks for wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, ah, no, it actually happened. And he begins flipping a table and stuff. Uh, but he is sedated and restrained by the orderlies at the asylum and is wheeled through the place looking at all the other poor unfortunate souls who are kept there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the te- detective begins packing up, but then, uh-oh, cultists are here. And they take the Necronomicon, and the movie crashes to a halt on Carter as he says, man, I wish the world would just end. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mood. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> so, yeah. That sure was a movie, Chris. <laughs> it was, yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching yeah, this. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, it like, To me, it dragged on a little bit in the middle. Like, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But I don't regret watching it. It mm-hmm. was... <laughs> but it was... Man. <laughs> oh, man. It just got so goopy towards the end. That's why I love it. I love it when movies get goopy. Oh, so movies don't get goopy anymore. Like I was watching, like there's those scenes when things are exploding and Carter's like, uh-huh. yelling and there's just like fake blood splashing on his face and I'm just going, oh my God, close your mouth. It's getting in your mouth. Quit uh-huh. it. Oh. <laughs> Even as an actor, ugh, gross. And then like when him and Erica are kissing at the end and they're both just covered in goop uh-huh. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, eat that goop from my oh, girlfriend. Oh, man, no. <laughs> It, I don't. I don't like being dirty. I don't like. I don't like that. Uh-huh. So like that no, really. I, I get you, but I love it when movies get goopy. It, it starts to get my skin crawling. I just don't. <laughs> I do not enjoy it. But um. Well, that was the movie. Yep. So I don't. Was, I don't know what else to say. Me neither. Um, crunch. All right. So welcome back. Yep. Um, we're gonna crunch, and I, Chris, please don't, please, please tell me that you didn't do the penis beast. No, I did not. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. That's future me's problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, instead we have the door of Cthulhu. Alrighty then. Uh, a huge aberration, chaotic evil. Okay. Armor class of twenty, natural armor. Sure, sure. Hit points, 325, 50d12, speed of zero. It's a door. Uh, all of its attributes are at a plus zero. I see. Uh, for damage resistances, we have acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, poison, radiant, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing for magical attacks. From non-magical attacks? No, for magical attacks. Wait, oh. Hmm. I know what I'm doing. I thought you just misspoke. No. I misread. Man, you know what? I'm just going to shut up. Because I am. I am just <laughs> devouring feet. Uh, damage immunities, uh, necrotic, psychic, and bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Oh, I see. So is that all of the the? Yes, damages? that's everything. That's everything? That's everything. Okay. Uh, condition immunities, 
blinded, charmed, exhausted, uh, frightened, grappled, incapacitated, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, resistant, stunned, and unconscious. Hey, this thing sucks to fight. Yeah. This is what you might call a puzzle boss. <laughs> okay. Uh, senses is blind sight up to 120 feet, blind beyond the radius. And passive perception to 10 because all of its attributes are A10. Languages, uh, deep speech and primordial with telepathy up to 60 feet. That, yeah, sure. And as mentioned, challenge rating of 20. And let's get into this critter's uh, traits. Yeah, because we got to know what this door does. Yeah. First we have the stars align. At the start of combat, three Cthulhu tentacles spawn emerging from the door. Alrighty then. Crack the gate. Whenever a Cthulhu tentacle kills a humanoid, spawn a Cthulhu tentacle emerging from the door. Only one Cthulhu tentacle may spawn per round. Oh, that's good. At the beginning of the door's turn, if there are ten or more Cthulhu tentacles emerging from the door, the door opens and Cthulhu strides onto the plane. Oh, shit. All creatures within 500 feet of the door immediately die. Oh, oh shit. That sucks. Cthulhu lays waste to the works of all men, beasts, and the gods. All hope is lost. Cthulhu Photogon. <laughs> just that's just it. There yeah. it is. That's done. <laughs> uh, next is slam shut the door. At the beginning of the door's turn, if there are no Cthulhu tentacles emerging from the door, the door shuts and vanishes, reappearing the next time the stars align and the proper rites are performed. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, actions. It has the light of relay, which is on a recharge of a six. All creatures within 120 feet of the door that can see it must make a DC 18 wisdom saving throw. I forgot to put saving throw in there, but that's what it is. Uh, becoming stunned until the end of the creature's next turn on a failure. Yowza. Mm-hmm. That's why it's recharge yeah, it's six. six. That makes sense. Uh, its other action is the light of relay. Or, excuse me, is cleanse. The first one is light of relay. The second <laughs> one is cleanse. Uh-huh. All Cthulhu tentacles regain 15 HP and remove all conditions. Oh, that sucks. Yep. No, don't do that. <laughs> it also has legendary actions, because it's a legendary creature. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so it's legendary actions that it can take. We have Sacrifice. A creature grappled by a Cthulhu tentacle with 20 or fewer HP immediately dies, spawning a new Cthulhu tentacle. Is that still constrained yes, by, by the one, one, the per, one per turn? Okay. Yeah. Wow, fuck me. <laughs> yep. And then Tentacle Strike. A Cthulhu tentacle makes a strike attack on a target it can reach. Okay. Um, I see that there's a... T- okay. Yeah, there's a secondary stack plot for the Cthulhu Tentacles because there kind of has to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like that, though. That is a really interesting... Yeah, puzzle boss. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You're not going to brute force that thing shut. Mm. I mean, technically you can. It's theoretically possible. But I wouldn't want to. No, no. Because <laughs> it is resist- resistant to literally everything you can do and immune to a few other things. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be doing much to it. And yeah. it's got... a bonkers amount of hp yeah so no and high just, ac yeah on account of being a door <laughs> <laughs> door is notoriously difficult to hit yep okay so cthulhu tentacle uh huge aberration chaotic evil armor class of 17 natural armor hit points 190 fuck me that's a lot more than i was expecting yeah this Jeepers. is this is a end of campaign right thing. right uh, for attributes, we have Strength at a plus four, Dex at a plus three, Con at a plus three, Inch and Wisdom each at a plus zero, and Charisma at a minus two because it is a big tentacle. <laughs> Someone's into it, but not many people. Yeah. On uh, saving throws, we have Dex and Wisdom. Uh, damage resistances, Necrotic, Bludgeoning, Piercing, and Slashing from Non-Magical Attacks. 
uh, damage immunity, psychic. They don't have brains. Not just that, but you're not going to out-psychic Cthulhu. That, that's just not going to happen. I guess that's true, too. I, I am straight up calling this thing Cthulhu because that fucker's in the public domain. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Uh, condition immunities, blinded, deafened, frightened, prone, and unconscious. Kind of hard to do some of those things to a tentacle. Yeah. I mean, how do you knock a, te- a tentacle prone? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, blind sight up to 60 feet, blind beyond the radiance, passive perception of 10, can't speak any languages, and challenge rating of 15. Its HP pool is actually a little low for a challenge 15 creature. Sure, but... But that's because there's going to be several of them. There's going to be a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's rough. Yep. Uh, actions, multi-attack. The tentacle makes three attacks. Uh, strike, melee weapon attack, plus nine to hit, reach of 30 feet. Uh, on one target, hit 21 on average bludgeoning damage, and the target creature must make a DC 16 dex saving throw or be grappled by the tentacle. Oh my god, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And the way I figure this happening, this this... Similar to lead to what we saw in the movie, there's a bunch of cultists running around. Oh. And the tentacles are eating them like popcorn. <laughs> yeah. The, so the, the, the cultists players... are just rushing into the Maw of Cthulhu yeah. to help like, summon Cthulhu. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. So the players are both trying to destroy tentacles as fast as they can. And stop... But also stopping the cultists from like maybe Correct. killing the cultists before they can be killed by the tentacles. Correct. That is cool. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that no, you did a good job with that. I like that a lot. I've I've wanted to make like a big end of campaign boss for a while, right? And I think this definitely fits that. <laughs> oh yeah, that that it fits the bill for sure. Um, and it makes it more of an interesting than just a a big a big slug fest. Uh-huh. Um, which a lot of the bo- the end of campaign bosses that I have come up with are. I mean, of well, course, I mean, then again, mine are all kaiju, but... <laughs> but also, like, that's just kind of how D&D works. Like, right, right. It's, yeah. No, it's it's always interesting if you can navigate around the rules to make it more of a, mm-hmm. well, an interesting co- an encounter combat. So, um, yeah, I dig it. Hooray. Well, cool. Um, so, Matt, yeah. what are we watching next time? Um, next time we are going to be watching a movie that has been on my list for a long time. Um, we are going to check out The Host. Oh, okay. Yep. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I mean, I have never uh-huh. seen it, which is a travesty for a kaiju fan like myself. Yes, yes. So, um, and we're going to rectify that in two weeks by watching The Host. And to clarify, we're not watching the Stephanie Meyer host. We're watching the, uh, the, the Bong Joon-Hong. Yeah, yeah. The 2006. Who directed yep, it. You okay. are correct. Bong Joon-Hong. Um, and, uh... Yeah, that's what we're going to check out. Cool. So Looking forward to that. Yep, that'll be good. Um, I think we needed a, we needed another good one. So. What, you didn't like this? No, this is fine, but we needed a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, so with that, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it, especially, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you would like to support us in any way, uh, the best way of course would be to tell a friend, uh, if you, you know, hate our show, then recommend it to an enemy. Um, but, uh, if you want to support us even more, you can join our Patreon $5 a month for the Swamp Heap level, uh, which gets you a huge, um, backlog of extra content, uh, different monsters, magic items, backgrounds, classes subclasses everything yeah there's so much there just an absolute ton um 
But yeah, you can get all of that through that, um, just five bucks a month, and it'll help support us. Uh, if you don't want to swing the five dollars a month, there is the fur buddy level, just one buck a month. We're just using it as a tip jar, but if we do get some more support there, I'll definitely add in some rewards and uh, um, some perks to that. I just don't know what <laughs> would we would do right now. So um, right now, there's not much of a uh, inclination for us to do anything. So right, make so. us work. <laughs> pay us to do work um but uh yeah and you can check out all of the stat blocks and other things links in the description of the episode and we will see you in two weeks i suppose i think that's everything mm-hmm. yep all right thank you very much bye